0: power blessings everyone out there y'all miss me i know you did this is satchel page host of the pitch podcast part of dope media network uh you can check me out on the satchel app you can check me out on itunes just uh subscribe like share listen all that good stuff um yeah, I've been I've been out of pocket for a little bit. Uh, took myself a little break. I went to New Orleans one of those weekends I normally record and went to the uh, the New Orleans Jazz Fest and uh, got to see Stevie Wonder for the first time, which was pretty dope. Uh, nothing that needs to be said about that. Stevie Wonder is Stevie Wonder, and there's nothing that I can add to uh to his greatness or no words that I can add to it um also went to check out uh my dude nicholas payton uh at prime example uh his band they performed the uh, afro Caribbean (laughs) mixtape i encourage everybody out there to get that album that is some of the best music that you will ever hear and I'm not just saying that because he's not giving me any money or anything like that. I'm saying that because that is truly what I believe. He, he is pushing the movement of black music uh, further than anybody else that I can think of. Anybody that comes to mind. So, yes, check out the Nicholas Payton Afro-Caribbean mixtape. Uh, anyway, so like I said, I'm back in the groove inside the man room. And I have a very, 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 very special guest. Um... What can I say about this person that has not already been said? Uh, dope producer, uh, dope MC, uh, pushing the movement, hip hop movement in Mississippi for an extremely long time now, uh, and just happens to be my 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 kid bro. <laughs> Got fifth child in the building. What's up? Yeah, how's it going, man?
1: I'm drinking. Uh, so on my, <laughs> hold on, cause I like,
0: when I when I have my uh, my beer, I like to. Yes. I like to do that so people can hear, but, uh, <laughs> my Modelo, but it uh, was good, man. Happy birthday. Happy Thank belated you. You birthday. Thank you.
1: Yes. It's yeah. been a busy couple of days, you yeah. know, work never stops. That's uh, what's just up. just came from, just got off the road from doing a uh, show at the Blue Now in uh, New Orleans on Frenchman Street and then Midfest in Jackson. So you stay
0: busy. You yes. you, you stay performing and whatnot and getting all the hour sets and everything like that Mm -hmm. okay so um you know on my podcast it it is about preservation of the funk you know it's all about black american music uh and i love to just sit there and talk to people about um just their relationship with the music and everything so i mean if you've got something in mind you want to go ahead and start you know like how do you where did you get involved what point is like okay Yes, this this music means something to me.
1: Well, I mean, it was you. <laughs> yeah, it was you. But um, well, don't talk about me, you know. But, but really, okay, I will just I talk about it from from a musical standpoint, right? Just okay. like the not how I discovered it, just you know what I discovered first. Um, so early on, other than Heavy D's Big Time, yes, which <laughs> which was my introduction to hip hop. Right. You know, from the cassette tape. Yes. I listened to that the other weekend. Yeah, and it's still, like, it's still good. It's still like, fresh. It's, yeah, yeah. It just has great replay value, like, decades. Right. <laughs> you know, generations. So, um, other than that, and like, like I said, that was my, my main introduction to hip-hop. But then, um, like, the, the albums that I always go to that were pivotal in in shaping... What I decide, what I see as a standard, in uh in black music, mm-hmm. and I mean I know this guy isn't black technically, but Santana Abraxas yeah is like yeah just um absolutely amazing it's, 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 to me yeah absolutely amazing and um and Curtis Mayfield Curtis yes yes indeed. and what's interesting is um I just got finished reading Curtis Mayfield's biography um Happy
0: birthday to Curtis Mayfield yes. birthday is today.
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, I just got finished reading the biography, and he was just talking about how um how stuff like that that Santana was doing, well, how, really how they influenced each other. Hmm. You know that that comes out a bit in the book. But even more so, it's like this is the album once again that I grew up with Curtis Mayfield Curtis, and always knew it was jamming, right? Right. But when you the way they put it in context in the book, They're like, he's coming off the impression stuff. So, I mean, yes, there was some duo, but he was still pushing the envelope, making message music with them. But, you know, there were certain things you couldn't say. Like, you still had to play it safe when he did Choice of Colors. Right. It, you know, ruffled some feathers when he did stuff like that. And so then to open with, if there's hell below, we're all going to go go. on his first solo project. And him saying... Niggas. Right. Why, <laughs> Why did he you choose Cruz? Cruz? This is how he opened his album. Like right. you could say nigga on the album like, again. You know, and it's
0: man. Like and, and also with with Curtis. Like I'm trying to think. How could I Relate that to people. Okay, so like when when Beyonce left Destiny's Child and did was it Think Dangerously in Love mm-hmm. and how monumental that was. Take that times ten with Curtis Mayfield. Yeah, because uh, not only did what well, when he left the Impressions, but he started his own label. Yeah, with with Rhino Records. I mean Kurt Time Records. Yeah, Kurt Time. Yeah, Kurt Records. Um, And owned everything. (laughs) Like, and he he, when he left, the Impressions, he replaced himself with uh, Jerry Butler. Mm -hmm. I mean, not Jerry Butler, but Leroy um, Leroy Hudson. Leroy Hudson, Hudson, yeah. Excuse me, Leroy Hudson. He replaced himself with Leroy Hudson. Yeah, because Jerry left first. Yeah, Jerry left first, right? But he replaced uh, himself with Leroy Hudson, and like you said, with with the Impressions. It was, it was doo-wop, there was message music, there was love music, but it was still like that, that standard that, uh, I guess, you know, Motown didn't really start, but they kind of made it popular. You know, the songs were like two and a half minutes, you know, mm-hmm. three minutes long. That was it. And there wasn't much expansion or room for expression, uh, musically, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, there's some music and they sing, you know, there's a format to it that gets you on the radio, Right. Well, when he came out with Curtis, I mean, the first thing that you notice is like if there's hell, if there's a hell below, that song is like, well, five, six minutes long. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's a lot of music that is integrated into it. So it's not like a radio format. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And then he comes back uh, a couple of songs later, move on up. That's like a 10 minute song, you know? And then, uh, We People were Are Darker Than Blue, like one of my favorite songs. Like, period. I mean, period, <laughs> right. It's like, that's a long song. You know, he he has a couple of verses, but then there's this long stretch of just music. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back in with, with another verse to, to, you know, put a bow on it. It's like, Curtis, when he left the impressions, it's like, that that change that he made, it was so dynamic, you know what I'm saying? And it's incredible, it's like, you really got to see what he was like holding inside of himself yeah, that whole that's time,
1: because it was it was always in him. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely. All, and you would see little sprinkles. He would try to you know, kind of sneak some stuff in there on some impressions records. Right. Um, but but not like not like when he got just free reign with Curtis. Yeah. And I mean, he was already writing all the impression stuff too. You know, in in addition to like a just a myriad of other artists, he was Man. writing stuff for. But um that list of of of, of artists
0: that, that he wrote for. Oh man. You, you know. Like um a couple of podcasts ago I had uh Dr. Nathan R. Harper on here and we were talking about uh black exploitation soundtracks. And so I think if I'm not mistaken, I think he had Superfly as number one. I think so. If it wasn't number one, <clears throat> it was number two. Excuse me, but um but yeah, we were also talking about like how he did Sparkle. Mm-hmm. You know, which is mm-hmm. performed by Aretha Franklin. Yep. Uh Claudine. Mm-hmm. Which is performed by Gladys Knight and the Pips. You know, it's like he... Short Eyes. Short Eyes, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> as far as soundtracks go, like, I... You think of Shaft and Isaac Hayes... But I I and and not knocking Isaac Hayes at all, okay. But I I really I would say personally like the 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 icon for black exploitation music is Curtis Mayfield, and mm-hmm. I think everybody was well there was a lot of folks that were trying to be him or trying to do what he did through the music you know as far as like soundtracks go. So yeah, Curtis is an absolute absolute beast. <laughs> like
1: yeah, <laughs> and and what's what's interesting is even me as a hip-hop artist, like, the values that I saw him really emphasize and the things that he talked about, it's like, I want to talk about that too. Oh, man, I'm doing it in a different genre. Right. Like No, Curtis you know, was hip-hop. <laughs> you know, it was like
0: straight up <laughs> and down. It's like, yeah. you know, uh, his, his themes. That's, yeah, his, that's his, true, his, that's his themes were, were completely hip-hop. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's no nine I mean there's a Direct line Going straight
1: to that, You know mm-hmm. So yeah And you know what's What's awesome too He's always embraced The idea of sampling True indeed He's always embraced He's never been like Like Syl Johnson Or something right, like that Right right Like you know everything. Don't touch my records Right No he's like Yeah you know I, I, yeah. I love this. Indeed indeed So uh,
0: So moving on Um, we, We've been talking About sampling <laughs> Because we got a few records <laughs> You know what I'm saying Um, So what is your, your process When you are When you are creating music Like Because I know I know that you do a lot There's probably I don't know if I've heard I'm sure I haven't heard everything From you I mean do, Is there a lot of Like vaulted music For You know For when you die That I get to release And get money off of And can I exploit that
1: uh beats yeah like i I mean i'll sit there like because normally what i do is i might make um or i'll start a bunch of beats and then get to a point where it's like okay i I like this idea but i'm kind of getting blocked right now so let me stop and just move on to something else and i'll do that for you know days but then there'll be one day where I, instead of working on something new, I'll say, well, let me just go back and revisit all the things. And is it a hell yeah or no? Mm-hmm. If it's hell yeah, like, oh yeah, this was a great idea. Let me just go ahead and like do a quick format on it and and see if I can just just kind of make a rough hook and inverse and part or whatever. And just bounce it down so I can come back and revisit it later. Like if somebody actually raps over it, right. I can add more changes or anything. Or if it's like this was a suicide mission to begin with, let me just trash <laughs> this all together. And so, um, so a lot of times there's a lot of beats that nobody's ever heard. Like mm-hmm. yeah. like when I say I have about um uh I'd say there are about seven or eight different playlists. And the first couple of ones have like two to three hundred. And the last ones have a hundred plus, like maybe one fifty. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's well over a thousand beats. And a lot of them just have never been touched before. You ever, ever thought heard. about making an instrumental album? I have. I have. Um, I haven't actually done it yet because the rather than making an instrumental album, what I did was I took acapella's. Mm-hmm. And so there's a there's a project out there called Gems And it's the uh, Gangsta Elevator Music Sampler <laughs> And so I have these real plush sounding Really beautiful classical almost kind of samples Just really really pretty samples With like hard trap drums And yep. then like trap music acapellas over it Like wow. I have a young draw acapella over it Wow <laughs> Egos,
0: something like that. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah. No, really, though, you, and you're hearing it here first, I think you should do
1: an instrumental album. I'd love to. I think that'd be I dope. Do yeah, just go ahead and do that, man. Put it out there for the But moment. I think the hardest thing about that is knowing how to narrow it down. Because mm-hmm. they have so much, like, there's really so much stuff. Yeah. There's so many beats. And, um, and I'm not using this as an excuse, but one I can only rap to so many, and then um, just finding people who are into it, mm-hmm. you know. When yeah. when when you rap, I'm like, oh yeah, sure, but a lot of times I custom make your stuff though. Yeah, true. you know. So um, I guess just finding people who are into that sort of thing down here, and if not, finding the people. I'm elsewhere. not talking.
0: I'm talking about doing an instrumental album, <laughs> just like just on just hey. just to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean like 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 Pete Rock or like Dilla, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think. You know, you you can do that. And who here has done that? Yeah. You know, might as well be the first person to do it. Nobody else want to do it. You know, they don't feel comfortable putting their beats out because a lot of their beats sound like everybody else's beats. Mm -hmm. You know, let me not call names. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But a lot of folks, producers here in Mississippi, they waiting on somebody else to come out with something so they can sound like them. You don't do that. You got your own lane. Go ahead and put, put them to shame with the instrument. I'm like, okay, can you do this? You know what I'm saying? And uh also I, I think like <laughs> well like we've been talking about samples and stuff like that and we've been playing some, like you know how like rappers battle. Uh-huh. We know about that. Yeah. But we don't really talk about how like producers battle. Uh-huh. And you know, and then basically it was like, Okay, I got this mini Ripperton record right here. I did this to it. And then somebody else come like, okay, I see what you did. Well, I'm going to do this right here to it. And, uh, and they, with the same song, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And they they would just, you know, folks would like go back and forth. Like nobody, that doesn't get discussed at all. You right, know, like, okay, right. you got them drums? All right, watch what I do with these drums. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for me, um, that's like, I want to see more of in hip hop music, not just particularly, you know, beat battles or whatever, but just like love for the producer and love for mm-hmm. like the beat makers and stuff because yeah. the further along we're getting from the origin of hip hop, the more and more it's just rap centered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with it. And I there's not love for, or an appreciation for other forms of hip hop. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's like, man, give, give the producer some love. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, so what is your your process when you're writing? Cause I I know we have two completely
1: different processes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My, pro- you know there's... what's odd is I have I have um seven full length like albums mm-hmm. and then like a couple other side projects, maybe like four or five other side projects. But I hate writing. Like I hate mm. it. I absolutely hate it because it just—I uh, don't know. Like I don't—I don't like having to be in my chi, you know, to to write. Like if 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 I'll say this, I do not force myself to write. Right. I don't force myself mm. to write. I don't like forcing lyrics. I'm always inspired to to produce, always. Mm. Now, if I just sit down with a with a pad and some uh, and a pen, and try to write something, like if I don't have a subject, it's just gonna be nonsense. I can't do it. But the moment I have a theme, if I have an idea for a song or I know where I'm going with it, it can take like five minutes, and I'll write it. It'll, it'll all just pour out, you know. So um, I don't write as often as I used to. Now I used to be one of those guys like. Composition book, carrying yeah. it everywhere with me, writing <laughs> everything. Man, this what? Band. Composition book. Like, yeah. writing all the time. Right. But um, but then I, I was a battle rapper at the time. Mm-hmm. So that was the point, you know, to just think of cool lines. Cool lines, right. Right. Yeah. But now as I've gotten older, you know, I just, like <laughs> I said, just turned 31. And my writing is just way more intentional. It's like, okay, well, why am I doing this song? Yeah. Have I written this song before? Right. Is there another one that's that's just like this? Like, what can I say now that I haven't already said? And do I need to live more so that I have something significant hmm. to add to the catalog? Yeah. You know, right. And 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 so yeah, I, I will say that like, and this isn't this isn't sounding like this isn't to sound arrogant or anything at all, but I just know that every time I. Open my pad to write. It has to be better than my conversation with God. It has to be better than love letters and suicide notes. Right. And if it's not, I'm like, okay, well, why am I doing this thing? Right. If yeah. I'm not gonna top what I've done before, exactly. You know, why am I doing yeah. this? Yeah. I
0: uh, I was listening to this interview, with Method Man, and he was talking about Sean Price. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it's like with Pete, it was uh. You know, he, he was doing his thing with with uh, Helter Skelter and dug down. And then he went solo. And then he was, like, kind of quiet for for a minute. You know what I'm saying? And then he comes back and then it's just like, oh, my God, this dude right here. And everybody noticed that, you know, picked up on it. And so Method Man said that he, you know, he came up to him and was like, you know, I mean, like, you know, what happened in your life? And P was like, you know, I just came to this realization that I'm, I'm just better than these niggas. <laughs> and, I, and, and I stopped wow. acting like I wasn't.
1: Uh yeah. And it was like, <laughs> and that was it. It's like <laughs> this is the
0: light switch hit for him, and it was like, okay, you know, and and I think that's that's what it takes a lot of times. Just like you know, you get the glow, you just realize who you are and, and what you're capable of doing, and it's like, okay, yeah, I can, you know, be. Congenial, you know what I'm right. saying, with my raps and be friendly and stuff like that. Right. And you know, hey guys, let's, let's hang out, you know? Or you could just be like, nah, I'm better than you.
2: yeah,
0: And I'm just going to be better than you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I don't know, if, that's always kind of like been my thing, you know? Like, like you said, I'm a battle rapper at the core. And it, I don't battle rap on any of my songs, <laughs> hardly anything. Like, I have a message to it. But even in, in the message and stuff like that, as far as like writing goes and what I put into it, it is always like, okay, I'm better. I'm, I just be better at, at saying something than, than somebody else. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And if I go over somebody's head with this line, you need to get on a stool then. You know, that's, that's basically <laughs> right. how I feel. You know, uh-huh. it's like, because I'm not, I'm not going to dumb down myself and, and what I'm capable of doing. Just to appease to some people, because then I'm not being true to myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like I've been given a gift, a craft, or whatever, and I need I know I need to write. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know I need did. I know I need to come out with you know a few songs, or whatever. But you know, it's like I just know that I had this gift. Why? It's that talent that you put in the ground. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, do I bury this in the ground or I let it shine? You know, yeah. and make it flourish. So that I think that's. That's what we need more from, from rappers, you know, who are like, who are good, man, just be good. Just, you know, that's what it's about. You know, you're not trying to sound like everybody else, you yeah. know? Yeah. Do something different. So moving right along, I got a lot of questions. So what is your, what's your favorite album that you've done?
1: That I've done. Yeah. Um, and don't give me that, the next one crap. I don't want to hear oh that. Oh, no no, <laughs> no. no, no, no. My favorite, my, my favorite is Love Letters and Suicide Notes. Okay. Because? Because um, the length of it, I mean, it's only it's, it's 10 tracks. It comes in and out. I feel like it, it covers everything that I want to do. Another, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day who was like, oh, yeah, I really, um, or I think he might have asked me what my favorite album was. And I said it was love letters because I feel like it was pianos in the dark with just way better execution. So it, um, I was, it everything turned out exactly the way I wanted it to sound.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, on um, on some of the other ones, I was experimenting with different sounds. Definitely on the on the Fifth Child album, I was experimenting with different sounds that I've never used before, different types of songs. But uh, Love Letters and Suicide Notes, I remember I was listening to Trial Call Quest, The Low End Theory on repeat. I was listening to Goody Mob, Soul Food on repeat. I was listening to Outcast Alien AT Aliens on repeat for the entire time that I was doing that uh, album. And it's because I wanted to make these songs and also for them sonically to have a warmer feel.
0: Mm, yeah. And it
1: does have that Yeah So I was like I'm not gonna Like Super pretty up The vocals Or anything like that Or put like Really nice Sweet pretty reverb It's gonna be Dirty It's gonna be Warmer sounding The drums are gonna be Warmer sounding All that And um And so yeah It just had the execution That that I wanted You know I got in and out With those 10 songs And Mm. yeah So I would definitely Say it's my favorite one
0: What's your least favorite?
1: My least favorite Is True Love because because uh I was just it, there was no direction yeah it just, yeah, it's, just it, it's just there was no direction but it, it's just all over the place yeah but I think you know for
0: because that was like your second one the first one would be the birth right yeah if you count the birth yeah the birth and then true love which I mean at the time and everything like in hindsight yes it was just it was. It was raps, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But at the time, it's like you kind of feeling your way through. Yeah, like I, I was so, learning. Yeah, you know,
1: so it's my least favorite. But I mean, I don't, I don't hate the album. It's just that, just like you said, I was, I was learning. I was, you know, figuring out my way. The birth, there's no way that could be my least favorite because it was my introduction to everything. Mm-hmm. And so, just for nostalgic purposes alone, and like. Oh dang! I really can write, like, yeah, like yeah. you know, I'm I'm okay with this thing. And do and put out a whole album. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: that's what's yeah. up. Um, favorite beat that you've done?
1: Man, it's got to be some Trump card, dude. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's some Trump card song. Man,
0: you know how mad. I would be. I'm I am i will be legit song. mad and be like, I'm, oh yeah, I'm man, let me get that. All oh, Trump getting heat. Trump got that. One. I'm like, man. That happened all the time. Like, like come on, I man. man, man I like, on Brett Johnson <laughs> is not gonna rap on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm sure it's one of those. Okay,
0: well, favorite beat from one of your albums. In. Dang it, um,
1: dang it. I mean, I, that's that's a tough question. Um, now what I I'll tell you some one of my favorites uh is actually R I P to the pimp mm-hmm. and it's because on on uh Love Letters and Suicide Notes and it's because I flipped the same sample three different times mm. for that one for beat. That like year. the beat changed like each verse is a different beat and it's the same this sample it just flipped three That's different times. Up. And um so I was really happy with the way that turned out. Um and also back to Love letters and suicide because the the albums that meant a lot to me were on there like Santana of Braxton yeah. is on there incident at uh, hey, sh- sh- oh my bad. right <laughs> oh yeah I'm dang Primo would be so mad at it right <laughs> break record cat but um, but yeah
0: that so uh, the people who know know so right 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 right, right.
1: but yeah I th- I, th- I just I love the production. On that. And then Black Hoodie, you know, Black Hoodie didn't have a sample. Mm. Like, the the part you hear with Jay-Z saying this is Black Hoodie, yeah, that, that's yeah. the only sample. Like, everything else yeah, you, you is played play live. That. So, I guess I, I would lean towards, uh, yeah, stuff like that where I actually had made enough beats to know what, what kind of sounds I was looking for and then be, then be able to recreate something like from scratch. Mm-hmm. That still have the same feel as the stuff I was sampling.
0: Yeah. You know, my, my two favorite. I have two favorites. Classy. One classy, yes. They <laughs> gave you the sample for that. <laughs> classy. But also slipping. Like Wow, I, really? Man, like I get so mad. Like, I heard that, I was like, I want to rap over that. I, I want <laughs> I want to rap. Over that so bad, man. Like like every time I hear I get mad that I'm not on. Oh, that. I'm, I was, I was I, just about to say who it was. I was
1: like, Oh yeah, that's the I know who band that band is. Right? <laughs> no no. So
0: I ain't worried about it. I know I know who it is. But I heard that, I was like, Man, I wanna rap on man God. Every time I hear I I get mad, like I should be rapping on that. But yeah, okay, so that <laughs> So that's what's up. Okay, so um if you take If you take five rappers, mm-hmm. okay, dead or alive, dead or alive,
1: the Mount Rushmore plus one of MCs, to me, to you. So we're not talking about who I think are the best rappers. I don't. I don't. My yeah. favorite rappers. I, not it. Not,
0: not the best. Or, I mean, you could say the best or your favorite. I I say, okay, I put it like this. As far as rapping goes, and I know there are rappers before them, mm-hmm. but I say Him, mm-hmm. Slick Rick, Chuck D, Big Daddy Kane, mm-hmm. and Kairos One because every everybody came after them. <laughs> like you know I what's think, interesting
1: is that um I
0: think everybody
1: well no no, the, no, the no lineage, that's, 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 that's the, still the lineage cuz I was going to say you know in that in in the people that you named I noticed that nobody ever says Cube. and I mean I understand Cube was maybe you know a little bit later but like
0: did I, I, mean, did, I Q- did
1: I mention Chuck D Yeah, you did say Chuck D. Yeah, because that's where I think. Right, you think Cube evolved from Chuck D?
0: Well, I mean, as far as, like, his solo joints and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, and Cube, like, I've been listening to a lot of Cube uh, recently, like, playing all of his stuff. And, yeah, like, (laughs)
1: like, I mean, Cube Cube was that dude. I mean, you know,
0: there was, like, a good two, three-year stretch. We were talking about Cube is... Possibly the best rapper in the game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, no lie. You know, but but I, I I put him, and it may not be fair, but I put him under Chuck D because of the fact when bomb Q went solo in yeah. Yeah, the Bomb Squad, that that's why. Mm-hmm. And then for as far as everybody else, everybody else got a line or two from one from well, their style. From one of those five guys. Okay. You know. Okay. That's why I put that. In. So who who would you say well, so I, I guess I say that those are the most important. Okay. Do you have a five you think are the
1: most important? The most important and and so you're 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 talking about as far as um time? Or are you just, talking about impact? Is it, it, to me? You can say it to you if you want to. That's, okay. That's well, to yeah. yeah. That's, I think I think that's gonna be the, the thing I can say is most accurate um, to me uh, with the way that I write. I mean, there's. I, I mean, I have to start with Jay. Right. I have to start with Jay. Mm-hmm. Just, just for me personally. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I'm right. I'm, right. You gotta start with Jay. Um, you know, I was in, uh, not to veer off and and tell a story, but I was in New Orleans uh, yesterday, and the DJ, after the sets, he was playing, um, a bunch of just different random 90s songs or whatever, and he's playing, you know, Crush On You, he's playing, uh, New York State of Mind, he's Mm -hmm. playing just all sorts of stuff, but when he played Aquimini, it was just like
2: Ugh
1: God Like Like there's And I know that Every hip hop fan Like oh yeah Illmatic Da 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 and, and you know I don't deny that at all But I think what Illmatic was To most people Aquemini was that for me Right Like it was like You know This is Dang it This is <laughs> This is what hip hop Is supposed to sound yeah. like So Because of that Jointly I have to put cast on there Okay Clearly um uh, yeah, so it's always been J cast, um, common, and it's yeah, I mean Com- Common's up there for me, like because I guess my, especially my introduction to becoming a writer,, mm-hmm. you know, I was listening, I have uh, I was listening to some of the older stuff I did um yesterday, and common has a way of like saying lines or just saying sentences. Backwards, right? Like to the store I went, Right. you know. What I mean? yeah. I, like yeah. I heard myself yeah. saying stuff like that. <laughs> and I was like, "That Yoda, <laughs> right? Yeah, that Yoda rap, <laughs> that Yoda rap." <laughs> For real, man. <laughs> I, I noticed myself saying that, so I, I can tell. Like I can hear, you know, his influence in my music. And then, what all those other rappers didn't have. Or didn't that didn't stand out necessarily as much to me? That I hear in my style, honestly, like I said, I'm freaking thirty one. Um, I hear T.I.'s cadences in my style. Mm-hmm. I hear myself I do, yeah. like, yeah. you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> like just certain things, certain way he ways he raps like that. I hear that in my cadences. Um, and dang if there was a fifth person, she's it would be more on the production side. I'd have to say. Yeah, if there was a fifth person, there would be more on the the production side. Mm -hmm. Um, And while I grew up on Q-Tip, I grew up on Primo, I grew up on Pete Rock. Um, When I started producing Mm -hmm. was when I started hearing Kanye and Just Blaze. Mm -hmm. So so that's what I have to say, you know, as far as my... uh, my inspiration as a producer. And so, of course, I started going back and, and studying other people like Large Professor. Man. You know hey, what I'm saying? Listen. Hey, listen to me. I started <laughs> I started, I started, studying more No ID. Yes. I started studying, you know, Scarface, I, you know. Um, yeah, I started studying other people. But when I first started, that those two were who I wanted to be. I wanted to be Just Blaze and Kanye West. That's what's up.
0: That's what's up. Oh, I want to fight. Like I gave my I those five. I feel like are the most important. Like I think without those five, there is not. Well, hip hop is not what it is today without those five. Um. Okay. And you said you said Rakim. You, you said Rakim. You said Chuck D. You said um, KRS and Slick Rick. KRS Break. one, and Slick Rick. Yeah. I I just think that I mean, whenever I'm listening to anybody. It's like if you don't sound like one of them, you sound like somebody that sounds like that was
1: trying to sound like them. Chuck D though? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Cause I, I have uh It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back on vinyl. And I was listening to it the other day and um and I, I was mm, I don't know. Yes, Chuck D. Hmm, okay.
0: Chuck D. Like I said, because I mean the cube the cube influence that that he had. And you know, if if not for Chuck D, then would we know Buster Rhymes? Yeah. Because he He, he you know, gave
1: Buster Rhymes his name too. Right?
0: Exactly, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's it's deep, you know. Yeah. Um hmm. Not yes. even ice tea? No.
1: No. <laughs> You're like wait, like, wait a minute now, just, just you know, no. hold your horses, no. okay? No. <laughs> hold <your> horses, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Just like, don't dismiss it's it so easily. Yeah. <laughs> no. like, it's not that black no. and white, no. just, you know. i I get it. You know, I, Tom Joyner,
0: this is so funny. Tom Joyner's like, man, Ice-T got hits? <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, you yeah, know really? yeah, no colors and high rollers and what else Ice-T got. It. I'm just saying, like, you Little know, might baby. knock it, man. He's an OG, man. <laughs> Look, OG. Triple, quadruple OG Ice-T. But, like, if you took Ice-T the rapper away, what what is the rap game missing?
1: I'm just saying. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you're saying, by that logic, what you're saying is there would be, um,
0: there be no. Longer. Well, I don't
1: know. Wait, when did when did when did uh power drop? Power was eighty eight. So then, what you're saying is there would be West Coast gangster rap without Ice T because NWA. NWA is In the NWA is it. you, you don't think that, that They're not dissing? And then Ice-T The Ice-T um, No <laughs> that was, that was, yeah, Laser Dr. Foundation World-class wrecking crew Before
0: that <laughs> this, <laughs> Dr. and World-class yeah, wrecking crew this, this, Doing the uh, <laughs> The cabin
2: patch
1: Before that No <laughs> Like I'm just saying Like do no. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know man Oh do man, man. There there's some there's some I'm gangster like, rap said, legends. This is, man, like, no, Rap yes, is a gangster rap legend. Yes, he legend. is. Yes, indeed. Ice T is a gangster he's rap a, he's legend. He's a gangster
0: rap legend. I get it. Like I'm not knocking. I'm just saying it's like, you know, all of, this. The point that I'm trying to make is that okay, you have, you have some rappers that are like really dope, right? Really dope. But if they weren't rap, <laughs> would rap music be the same <laughs> you know that's all i'm saying that, that, and, that, and nothing more than that like nothing nothing more like it's not like a mean to disrespect like i understand ice t's he's he is an icon he, he 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 is a hip-hop icon because he was he was doing the west coast before anybody else pretty much is doing the west coast And then he made the transition from music to movies. You know, with the exception of Cube and Will Smith, I don't know who did better than him. And that's only because Will Smith became a blockbuster actor. Right. And Cube went on to, like, directing and producing and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So he's behind the boards and everything but well, ice tea's on Law & Order forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, but, you know, it's like, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, I know, that's okay. Like, you know, who was quoting ice
1: tea lyrics? <laughs> it was just... You know, and so, you know what's funny since, since you bring this up, Like, so I I actually hate that the documentary, the Art of Rap. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. I like, I hate it for a couple of different reasons. One is because they didn't talk to anybody from the South. I think they did talk to Bun B, but they were talking to him in New York. Yeah. Otherwise, there was like nobody else in the South on the entire documentary. So I was pissed about that. But I was like, you're not even gonna talk to OutKast or anything. But uh, other than that, like, I feel like it was very scripted to have, so what about Ice-T's, you know, Six in the Morning song? Didn't that change your life? I'm like, Come on, man! Like, <laughs>
2: like
1: I <didn't> it <laughs> not everybody was really, like, you know, like,
2: yeah,
0: like, you know? would I have got hit by a car if I didn't hear it or something like, like that?
1: You know, you know like,
0: if I didn't sit down at home and listen to it for those two three minutes, would I have went outside and then just happened to get smashed <laughs> by a car because I was outside yeah. walking to school instead yeah, of listening to six and one, I, I, Like I think they kind, kind of <laughs> oversaw that because
1: it's like because Ice T was doing the interviews, it was like, come on. Yeah, I'm just saying.
0: Like like I said, man, not not knocking the dude, it's just I just feel like (laughs) I mean but there's a lot of folks like that. I just I just feel like not saying they're not important or anything like that, but it's just like how different would the game be without? How Mm -hmm. how how different would rap music be without Ice T? I don't think it'd be very different. <laughs> not too much.
1: It may be because I'm, different. Not fair. Maybe I'm
0: disrespectful, but that's, that's, that's not fair.
1: fair. <laughs> that's, like, that's not really I fair. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> just,
0: just, just, I'm just saying, like, like okay, James Crow's not rapping. What are we missing? You know, it's like ice not, tea I don't know, man.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know. Just say. Uh, like, okay. <laughs> Back, what I was going to say, because I wanted to do my five. Like, ooh, ooh, who has shaped me as far as, like, rapping and stuff. Um, <clears throat> Q-Tip. Because the very first time I heard, I left my Wild Nail Segundo on the jukebox. And you hear that guitar, and that, that drum comes in. And I was like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? Uh... And the fact that he was like, <laughs> you know, just, he was just being himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, 88, 89, you got these kids with these gaudy outfits on and these medallions mm. and the hair's all twisted yeah. up any kind of funky way and everything where you used to, you know, at that same time you got N.W.A. and they dressed in all black. You know, in in the sneakers <coughs> and the ball caps, and you know, rappers had a lot of gold, and you know, haircuts were like fresh and even and everything like that. And tribe was just like, "Hey, this us, but we jam." You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I would say Q Tip uh, would be one um, common, yeah. Like I'm I'm really. <coughs> He he has to be thrust into the conversation of GOAT. Because longevity. Even
1: on his A game is and, like <laughs> and,
0: but, but that's the thing, it's like other than universal mind control, I don't know an album of his that is universally disliked. Like people will will have debates, like you say, you're not feeling uh, Black American again, I love it, and I heard a lot of people that love it. I heard some people that just like, yeah, so it's all right. Electric Circus,
1: a lot of people love that album. It's, a lot it's of like, people yeah, hate it's, that it's album. It's either love or hey Yeah, with that one, so. Like but but
0: but he doesn't have anything that's just like, other than Universal Mind Control, which didn't happen. It's like <laughs> <laughs> you know, he doesn't have anything that's just like. Universally disliked, which is everybody, critics, sales, everything just pan. Like no, like I'm not touching this. Like I re- I really feel like okay, Can I Borrow a Dollar came out 25 years ago. 25 years ago, and he just released I think this is his 11th album I, I want to say maybe, and like you said on his A game. You get, like, Water for Chocolate and B and Resurrection.
1: You can't do nothing with him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't do nothing with him. Like. <laughs> like, on his A You can do, do mean, nothing with
0: him. Battle Tested. You know, he's got that. Um. Awards. I mean, however you want to dice it. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, comments there, man. <laughs> like, like he he's he's really he he needs to be in the goat conversation, you know what I'm saying I mean just just truthfully a dude from Chicago, somebody not from New York in the goat conversation
2: mhm
0: you know um, but definitely influenced uh my writing and stuff and, and another thing with him it was like when I heard him the very first time I heard him, which was on uh the, the roots. roots, yeah yeah, like. That verse, with that verse, I had never heard him before. Like, he instantly became my favorite rapper when I heard that verse. I I kid you not.
1: (laughs) The same thing happened for me with DMX on 4321. I'm serious. (laughs) It was
0: like, you know, I was Busta Rhymes, Keith Murray. Those were my two favorite rappers and big at that point. And then Common Came Rappers <laughs> get on the mic <laughs> talking about cars and clothes. Sound like, like hoes. And I'm like, man, who is this dude? And it's like, <laughs> I just kept playing that over and over. Just playing that part over again. I'm like, man, this dude is sick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like I said, instantly became my favorite rapper. Um, So, yeah, Common, Q-Tip. Like, I would say Rakim, but it's like, I listen to more Rakim now than I did when I was younger. It clicked. Mm-hmm. I was, like, about 17 years old when Rakim, like, clicked for me. I like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? Like, this dude is insane. So, I can't really put him in there. I can say KRS. Because, for me, KRS, at that time, 80, 87, 88. Mm-hmm. Um... 89 that that period and then going into the 90s it was like he uh he was like my my big uncle because oh. yeah because it was like I learned because you know you hear about in school about Martin Luther King and how great he is but if you if you heard about Malcolm X it was how he was some devil he, he was you know on the worst americans list you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and how growing especially being in los angeles in the 80s and being black and what that meant it was like krs KRS for me came at a, a very critical point because he was like love your skin you're black, love yourself. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I'm here to tell you that, you know, these people are important people and they want you to love yourself. Like, Malcolm X is not a bad dude, you know. Matter of fact, he's a great person, you know what I'm saying? And if you listen to his teachings and stuff like that, that will, you know, be beneficial to you. So, like, I have to put him up there because that's, like... For me, that's what he did for me. Um, so that's that's three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ice Cube, because also I was a kid in the eighties, <laughs> <Man, laughs> and, and, and it look was look like, man. man, like,
1: look, man, gang gangster,
0: gangster, like, like, <laughs> just, I'm, I, I'm I'm just saying, it's like, come it, on, oh, man. And it's funny because if you if you take NWA or Ice Cube's first three or four albums, you couldn't do that today, Mm -mm. man. Like the man, like all them think pieces and everything. Absolutely, man. It's like he's problematic. That would be the word that they would use. He and and just everybody has a thousand words. Here's why Ice Cube's, (laughs) you know. So, is problematic. You know. But he, we had to tear this motherfucker up. And, I, and it's like, I play that over and over again, man. I'm like, man, this right here is like. I mean, because he, he painted the scene so perfectly for like. The, <laughs> the young black men growing up in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. In the late 80s. And this is what we have to deal with. You know, it's like. We we, we had to deal with the police. We got to deal with what the schools are teaching us. We go to these, you know, we try to go to a convenience store and it's owned by people that don't look like us. You know what I'm saying? We got to deal with these drugs. We got to deal with women. Like, this is what our life is like in Los Angeles in the 80s. And if he had not done that, you know what I'm saying, no one would know, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, that's how yeah. I, that's how I feel. It's like that story, like, that story yeah, would not have been yeah. told, you know, or if it had been told, it had been told the wrong way, yeah, you know, you'd have just known that all these guys are criminals because of the way that they're <laughs> dressed, they got jerry curls, and they're young and they're black and they're loud. But Cube is like, this is what we go through, these are the things that we deal with every single day, you know. If you can't relate to it, this is why you can't relate to it because you don't, you're not from here. This is this is like the street life. This is gang life. This is how we survive. Yeah, in America that you created,
1: man. Like Cube
0: is like, psh, you know what I'm saying. And so for me, like I said, at that at that point in my life, when I really started understanding hip hop and everything and, and music and myself, it was like, yeah, being at the Cube is that's it. And number five. I, I, I would have to, and it's not even for, like, rap purposes, I guess, but Guru and Gangstar. And, and I say that because, I say that because... <laughs> please explain it to yeah, me. No, because I am, I am, because <laughs> there, there are certain milestones in my life. Like, I, I remember the very first time... I sat and listened to Run DMC's MC's Raising Hell. And that's when I really understood what rap was. Uh-huh. I like I heard some songs beforehand there, but I don't remember them. I remember specifically getting the tape Raising Hell from Uncle Mark, putting that in his little uh, uh, tape deck when he was gone. He was gone somewhere. And I sat there in front of that box and listened to it to the tape end, flipped it over, put it on the other <laughs> side and played it over, and then just kept doing it over and over again. That, that for me, that's hip-hop. Mm. You know, that that's like, okay. that's when it began for me. Yeah. Okay. The reason why mm. I say Gangstar is because when we moved to Mississippi and we moved to here in Jafrica and I remember the cable guy setting up the cable in the bedroom and I'm just sitting there while he's doing it and he finally gets it set up and then the first thing, I am just flipping the channels. And the first thing I saw, I stopped on the Jukebox channel. Uh-huh. And Manifest was on. That came on. And that Night in Tunisia bass line. do 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 And it's like, and, and it just stuck. Yeah. And, and, and let me tell you, and and, and it's because <sighs> I heard it then. That was 1989. And I promise you, like if if I wasn't talking to anybody, if I was just being silent, if I was just to myself or whatever, that beat was always in my head, wow, constantly, and I could not I could not get out of my head. Mm -hmm. And there had been a period, maybe five, six, seven years, where I didn't hear the song at all, where I had not even heard the song, but that beat was in my head, and and I didn't hear that song again until like probably ninety nine. 2000 and then I finally heard the song again it was like oh yeah but then after that it was like it stopped being in my head It's <laughs> like but, that's why I have to
1: you know what though this this is why I was saying wow because it's like was it Primo or was it Guru I mean it was both <laughs> of them I mean like, it was, seriously it, it was like <laughs> both of them like people
0: like for for what guru lacked in lyrical charisma, <laughs> you know what I'm
1: saying? Like, and, and,
0: and you know, and and, and I, I'm not, I'm not, am not one of the people like if you talk to Mike, Mike would be the one to be like put him up in the conversation with Grace. Also. Like Mike, Like who? D- d- Millie? D- hey, don't we ain't going our full government name? Wait, I said Blocky You know what I'm saying? Like For he. His-
1: he don't. He
0: loves Guru, man. Like, wow. And, and,
1: you know, I'm like, hey, you know. I mean, he's his own, but God if, dog. You know,
0: it's like, that ain't, that ain't my, you know, but, but I ain't going to sit here and be like, oh, Guru's trash. I'm not going to be the one to say that. Like, I think Guru can rap. Like I said, he doesn't have
1: the charisma, if you will.
0: Man, moment of truth.
1: Look, look. Let me. Okay, okay. Let, let me. Let me put it like this. Let me. Let me ask you this, and this. This will help me. Un, you know, gather some understanding because you always hear the like, um, Primo versus Pete Rock debates. Okay, Pete Rock, Guru, <laughs> Guru versus CL Smooth, Guru versus CL Smooth. You cannot, man. If you say Guru, I'm like, dude.
0: i mean okay, it's like real talk and i and, and i i love c o smooth i do he i i love c o smooth i i bought american me- mm-hmm. c o smooth is he is diminished when he's not on a Pete rock beat granted he the two of them The two of them have been blessed to work with two of the top five to greatest produce producers ever of ever, time, ever of all and, time. And the, yeah. and the vast majority of their catalog is working with those artists. But I can say like uh, I've heard Guru on songs not produced by Primo. Well, it's it's dope. Dig planets on their blowout cone. Oh, that's what I was about to ask. Were they produced by Guru? Yeah. No, oh, no. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's like I've I heard him on tracks that you know wasn't produced by Primo. That he 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 did his thing. He got busy on. It. So it's like I, for that I I have to give it to. And it's it's not even like by a country <laughs> or <crowd>, nothing <laughs> like that. It's, and it's like I love like man. You know By me and the main ingredient How much yeah. I play that You know what I'm saying yeah. Like to this day You know I say that's the best produced album Of all time Um But yeah That's just me That's that's what I say I I, I can't think of anything That As far as just production alone I don't think Nothing is messing with that hmm. With the main ingredient
1: That's That's interesting I, That's I, interesting i contend that Like You know Um Might, might I throw one throw In a, there Go ahead um lab
0: cabin california no hmm. i mean it and, and it's dope, like lab Cap california is, is, <coughs> is <laughs> Man, that's a beautiful album right there, as far as production goes, but you know like like i said with with the main ingredient um when you find the samples and you listen to them like I said he he preserved the sample the integrity of the sample on the record and it's like he didn't just it's not just one sample that's what I was about a, to say because he's because he's a
1: douche <laughs> because he's a douche for that because this dude can somehow <clears throat> figure out how to take like four or five five or six completely different records. And still make them work together for one freaking thing. And it just drives me nuts. So, like, he's like, he, oh, he, I'm just going to take this horn line from this and put it on this. And I'm just going to take this bass line and, you know, like.
0: Have you ever watched those videos of Marley Mall? Yes. And that's, but you yes. know, they're their cousins or whatever. P-Rock and Marley Mall, yeah. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, that's, yeah, so. I did not know that. There, there you have it right there. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's. Just layers upon layers uh, of music, and that's why I I love the main ingredient so much. And it it was just like it's so uh, it's so soulful. It's it's there's, it's there's so certain
1: a certain like because like, each each one of those producers like Primo and P Rock both have a certain kind of swing right to all their beats. Like we know the Primo swing is, and there's actually a way to do it. It's mm-hmm. just like it's called freaking swing when you're making the beats. Just like. You know, you just turn it to like sixty or something yeah. like that, but uh, and it gives you that swing. But Pete rocks. It's like I can't even describe. It's very yeah. fluid. Like yeah. it's just and like, it's and, all, and all and all his but... all
0: his beats are like that. It's like he, when you hear a Pete rock beat, you know it's Pete rock, and he ain't got to say nothing over the track. You just you think. just you just know, you just hear it and say that's Pete. And if that's not Pete, that's somebody trying to sound like Pete. Them horns that they're using right there. Or those drums, those, those strings that they got going on. Like, if that's not Pete, they trying to be Pete. Bottom line. <laughs> mm, yeah, okay. So, I had another question somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, while well, we talking about producers, and you are a producer. Mm-hmm. All right, you're, you're, you're five producers. Well, give me five. four. Give me four
1: producers. Okay. Um, organized noise. Mm-hmm. Um, and once it, I mean I said I'm um, you know I'm freaking 31 so like I have to put uh, Kanye and just Je- and just Blaze in there because this honestly like I said when I started making beats they mm-hmm. were who I was studying um, but dang that's not fair though like, I can't do five I can't do five producers <laughs> I can't do five I know there's there's no way I can do five actually because no no there's no way there's no way because because like and I'm gonna tell you something like with Dilla, ooh, James, Yancey. It's like oh, man. before, and and that's what I was about to say. Even more so than Dilla, James Yancey is who influenced me. Because as I listen to, you know, even as I listen to some of the some of the Tribe stuff that folks were crazy about, they did like on um, *Beats of life. life*, yeah. But um, like that to the stuff he did on um. On oh, Lab Cadillac. Cabin, California You know To the stuff he did On Bizarre Ride to the Far Side To the stuff he did to uh, On Bizarre Ride to the Far Side mm-hmm. Like All of that Shaped me Even before I had ever even heard Of Slum Village And I didn't know His name was Dylan I was like Who's this Jay Ancy dude Right You know
0: Yeah But when you saw that Jay Ancy on Right I was just like
1: Whoever this Jay Ancy dude is he's, Like you know, He's dope <laughs> right
0: that, that that was me It was like just flip breathing crest like this jay Yancey. who who is this jay Yancey
1: guy like he, he he's that right. dude but but him earth tone 3 um him earth tone 3 definitely Pete rock and um and dj premier definitely um Oh my gosh! I just had a brain fart. Q tip. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think he doesn't get enough love. No, Q not at all. <laughs> not at all. I don't think not at all. <laughs> because and the, and the thing is, like, because I don't know. It, it never. Yeah, it never just said produced by Q tip. As far as I know, right? I think it was like produced by Tribe. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but to know that there's. You know, him behind that stuff is like, okay, yeah. Like, once again, these dudes helped shape me, but, um, like I said, if I, I mean, there's so many, jeez, even if I, I could have a Southern, you know, top 10, Mm -hmm. you know, that would still include Manny, that That would still include Pimp, that would still include DJ Paul and, you know, and Juicy J, you know, um... Yeah, man, I, I mean, and really, if you're talking about Southern, I mean, Primo is from Houston. So. He
0: is, yes, indeed. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what Yeah, like... Like... Uh, the older I get and the more I listen to music that's not hip-hop music, mm-hmm. the more I have to give props to Q-Tip. Yeah. Because, I mean, what, what he... His library music is like stupid, you know what I am saying? Just like his his ear for for samples is is crazy, it, mm-hmm. is, it's absolutely crazy, and and somebody was oh, I don't even it was one of them stupid Facebook arguments, whatever. And somebody was like, you know, Q Tip didn't have the hits as as Timbaland. I think he was talking about. Was like, hold on now, because Q Tip did do "Honey" from Mariah Carey. So chill mm. out, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that won a Grammy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like that—that's the title track on, all, yeah. all, you know, one of her biggest albums. You know what I'm saying. Like, and Q-Tip did that. You know, Q-Tip did some stuff for Janet Jackson, for Mary J. Blige. Just like
1: he was not just like just Tribe Called Quest. Like, I th- okay. So this this is what I'll say in in that argument. And once again, I'm I'm younger, but that's still irrelevant. When it comes to this point, I think why people may speak out so adamantly about um, Timbaland and about the Neptunes is because there was more variety in the stuff that was coming out when Q-Tip was, you know, Mm -hmm. like when, when, when Tribe was really doing a lot. Timbaland... And Pharrell, or Timberland and Neptune was kind of like owned an era. Yeah, they did. Like, it's like there was nobody else. Right. At the time that like had a chance. Yeah. For for several years. And I think that's the only reason why it seems like, you know, they're just blowing folks out of the water. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, uh, with that same argument, it's like.
0: What were they up against? I mean, it's like well, yeah, I mean, right? Know? I mean, I'm so, just freaking track match, exactly. You know, you know what I'm like like eh, you yeah. know, that's that's what they were up against, and also at the same prayer, like if you were really listening, you know, and that this is what, where I, where I get in, I had to be my elitist self. It's like maybe if you turn off the radio, you yeah. probably hear like you know what other people are doing because at that same time you also had Dilla, <laughs> you know what I'm saying at the same time you had a guy from Staten Island named The RZA, yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah who was getting stupid yeah over there you know you you had I mean, that same era you know that's 98 99 2000 you know just that's when Kanye starts to come up you know, I mean, yeah, you had no idea. Like Thorages. I said, it's it like, you know, Thorages. that's
1: my thing. And then you have, out, I mean, uh, organized noise. Exactly. on three at the same time. Yeah, exactly, so at the same know, time. So it's, it's like, if Store. you turn off
0: the radio, yeah. you know, and like go and actually buy some music and listen to it, then you know there's a whole lot of folks that are doing, that are doing stuff now. Did Timberland dominate the radio? Yeah, he did. Yeah. But he dominated the radio, for the same reason that, I don't know, you say <laughs> Benny Goodman <laughs> was dominating mm. the radio back in the 40s and 50s, yeah. you know what I'm saying, because they're playing music for the radio, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, they're making music to make hits, so yeah, they're going to dominate the radio because that's that's where they're going, you know, it's not like, you know, it's just just a different, it's a different ball game, you know, so... If you but if you step away from that and listen to like, and again, it's not knocking Timbaland. Timbaland is a is a beast to this yeah. day. Because I mean, what he's doing with Empire, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. You know, but you know, you just just look at it holistically. You know, I I, I guess what I don't like in, in arguments and debates and stuff like that. We talk about music and everything, is people pick what they want to pick to be important, and just yeah, and just stay on yeah, that. I agree with that. Instead of looking at the whole thing, you know, like if you look at the whole thing, then you know you
1: might see it a little differently. And and, and that's the thing is is very subjective. Yeah, it's, it's extremely subjective um, because like in in no time in in the past fifteen minutes have we said Drake exactly. And like to be honest, like <laughs>
0: and, and Drake, <laughs> like man, you have like right, let me t- the the chronic is another one of those albums for me. It's just like. Is just a, <laughs> a monument. The Chronic is a monument. The
1: Chronic in freaking doggy style.
0: Yeah, like, is, is doggy a, style, for real, man, man. I I'm telling you, I, I could put on The Chronic any day of the week at any given point in time and sit there and just jam out to that man. It's like, from top to bottom, top to bottom, man. Like, it's just nasty. But yeah, I mean, like... And I, and I guess the other thing is that I don't like other, other than people doing that propping up what they want to prop up. But it's like, okay, you have to be able to know the difference between the best and your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Right. Like, if if you if you can, you know, if you can split those two up, and I understand that yeah. there, there's a difference between the best and your favorite you know absolutely like, I 100% agree my favorite rapper mhm uh, I say it's common the best rapper like if 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 Black Thought is not in your top two three, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Like you know what I'm saying. That, and that's all I was it gonna tell like, you about the, uh, the, new, the
1: new banner album, like Black Thought's verse <laughs> it's, like, it's I'll take your word for it. Uh, <laughs> like, you know what I'm
0: saying? But it's like, it's, like it's you know, really, really hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like you know, if, if who, like you may have rappers that you like more.
1: Yeah, yeah. Than,
0: than Black Thought, and that's right. understandable. But like.
1: And you can just, just who's better than him? <laughs> like, bro, I'm I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be honest. I like, um, let me think. I enjoy, uh, there are a lot of people I enjoy more than Nas. Mm
2: hmm.
1: A lot of people yeah. who I like more than Nas. If you were expecting me to say that I think so and so is a better rapper than Nas, mm. I wouldn't just say it. Like, like, like if, it, if, it took, if so-and-so is a better rapper than Eminem, uh, maybe you, I like you, them more if than If you Eminem, took a but...
0: rapper, like, okay, so an alien comes to the planet and puts a gun in his head, like, yo, I need the best 16 bars. I don't care about nothing. I just want the best <laughs> 16 like, you know what, Nasir Jones, you know. Right, let's see what Nas is up to. <laughs> right, save me Nas, you know what I'm
1: saying? But, that, but he's not necessarily my favorite. Like, I, you know. Right. I, I, I just really like Snoop, man. Like, I don't know, I don't know Jam, why, why I was to explain it to you. But, like, I just really like Snoop. Snoop, Snoop is jabbing. <laughs> I don't care the Because he's... <laughs> this is gonna sound stupid, but he's unapologetically Snoop. Like... That's exactly what he is. Like, he has no like He got change. that down like whatever, and whatever he feels like doing. It, whatever he feels like doing. This is the only dude who can have a freaking cooking show with Martha Stewart and then put out like this...
0: Most gangster Gangsta record round. That
1: you've heard <laughs> West, In the last 20 years West Coast album. The last like, 20, tripping,
0: 25 years hard Man, he crippin' like, so hard and, hard and like, you
1: don't doubt it For one second it is And it's real That's what I was That's <laughs> what I was Telling somebody He was like Yeah, man, you know I don't know about this new, The new Snoop." I'm like, bruh Whatever he says On any record I never feel like Man, I wonder If he's being genuine Like, no I believe every word He's saying on every record. She I really bad, do. Like for I really real. do. I for believe real. everything he's saying on every record. <laughs> it's
0: real talk. Like and he just being himself, just up there, just like living his life as he chooses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just me. I love it. All right, man, we about to roll up out of here. want to yeah, thank you for coming you on the show, man. Oh, it was fun yeah just had this, I mean but this is like our conversations like I, I have to stop it because if I don't you know you know how do. we'll do we'll be up here you know three or four hours reminiscing on records and stuff like that right. like when we sat there and listened to uh, our cast <laughs> Speaker Box and <of> Love Below Speaker
1: <laughs> <laughs> Box Love Below no and, the Stank and, uh, and,
0: the, and the Train of Thought yeah, we play, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and we just thought. sat there listened to both of them back to back listen, you know so we're gonna wrap this up um, where can people check you out, check out your music and all that other good stuff?
1: Um, all the music. I mean, you can find everything from fifthchildmusic.com, uh, the number 5 com, and on social media at fifthchildmusic Just for everything.
0: Um, all right. That's it? Yep. Pandora, all right.
1: Spotify, all that. Just type in fifth.
0: Pandora, Child. Spotify, all of that good stuff. So, and again, this is The Pitch with your host, satchel page uh you can follow me on twitter at the pitch 29 and also at blue satch um check me out on the satchel uh app if you have that on your phone if you don't go ahead and download the satchel app and check out a whole bunch of other cool podcasts that are out there on that app um also on itunes uh just search the pitch podcast hyphen dope media network Uh, And check it out. Subscribe to it. Um, Listen to a whole bunch of other cool podcasts, man. Uh, I love you, man. I always got to end the episode shows with that. Love you, man. And we're going to get up out of here. Holla at y'all. Peace.
3: She work at Mickey D's from 10 to 5, Walmart, 6 to 12. Saving up enough for school, her little girl is doing well. Daddy is a walking bum, smoking weed, drinking rum. Couldn't leave her if I try to see her light is on inside. side. Let's build. She in the back room, breezing up. Friday night is heating up. Young cats tricking up, dancing so they give it up. The best girl walking her. nerve. And you know for what it's worth, she working towards a better life. Regardless if she working nights. i
4: is not